ஹம்துல்லாஹிஸ்லாம் into learning deen and back in the environment of the madrasa compared to being out there obviously apart from the home environment which would be safer but those who might have had to be exposed to other environments we are now back in a madrasa environment this is itself a very great ni'mat of allah taala many a times when the holidays finish off some feel very sad and feel it very burdensome to get back to madrasa whereas if we think carefully about the time that was spent in the holidays and how it was spent so mashallah many would have spent it in a very positive manner in a very constructive manner so though it was a little bit of a relaxed uh period of time in the sense that there was no routine of waking up at a fixed time in the morning to get to madrasa on time and various other issues that go along with a normal uh, routine of the time and madrasa is in session but despite that not being the case they were mashallah engaging in their amal performing their salah on time making their tilawat helping out being of uh, a means of good for everyone so alhamdulillah thumma alhamdulillah may allah taala accept the efforts of all those who conducted themselves in this manner and allah taala grant them tremendously great rewards and blessings and open the way for their progress in every direction in terms of their deen in terms of their dunya and allah taala increase them in the tawfiq of good so alhamdulillah that was a very great thing those who conducted themselves in that manner and if somebody had slipped up somewhere somebody made some mistakes somebody did not use their time correctly so the first thing is that we are insan and we are weak but we must not remain fallen in the in the gutter if we fell there immediately we should wake up and clean ourselves and move forward so allah forbid allah forbid that if some problem happened somewhere we got caught up in some 
thing that we should not have been caught up in. We went to some place which we should not have gone to. Whatever else might have been the case, then immediately we should have been making sincere toba, making a lot of istighfar, begging Allah Ta'ala's forgiveness, and cleansing our hearts and souls with this detergent of toba, cleansing ourselves with this istighfar, and cleaning ourselves to be able to receive the ni'mat of ilm, because this is a very great ni'mat, very pure ni'mat. The ni'mat of ilm is a very, very pure ni'mat. And this is blessed into a clean heart. To the extent that there will be cleanliness in that heart, to that extent that heart will absorb ilm. Information is another matter. Information anybody can acquire. And even disbelievers can acquire information about deen. And many have. And there are many who have acquired so much of information about deen that the average alim also doesn't have that much of information. But that doesn't make it ilm. Ilm is something very different. Ilm is a quality that comes deep into the heart. Ilm transforms a person's life. Ilm transforms a person's mindset. Ilm makes a person conscious of Allah Ta'ala. Ilm makes one love Allah Ta'ala. Ilm makes one, one's uh, love for the Quran Sharif grow. And Ilm makes one practical on deen. It's not just something that's a theory. It's not just something for the books. Something to just speak about. Something to just write for an exam. But when there's Ilm, then that becomes a part and parcel of the person's life. The person then loves the knowledge that has been learned and acquired. And that consciousness of Allah Ta'ala keeps growing and the muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala keeps growing. That is all the effect of ilm. So we want that ilm, we want that knowledge, we want to transform our hearts and lives for the better. So if that is what we want, then the first thing is to clean out the utensil in which this ilm is going to be poured. And that utensil is the heart. That vessel is the heart. So to the extent that the heart has been cleaned, to the extent that the heart has been purified, then inshallah to that extent ilm will be acquired. And otherwise, it will just be information. It will just be information, person will learn about salah, and after that period is over, they just had a full lesson about the importance of salah, but the person's heart was not wanting to absorb ilm, then that first salah that will come after that whole lesson, the person will be trying to duck it, Allah forbid, and making some excuses and some pretenses and some just will go through the motions. Why? Because the information of salah was acquired, but we didn't transform it into ilm. We didn't want to absorb the ilm. And when the ilm was not absorbed, then amal doesn't follow it. Amal doesn't come along because it's not ilm. Ilm brings along amal. The consciousness of Allah Ta'ala doesn't generate out of it because it's not yet ilm. So the first thing for this ilm is to cleanse the heart. So this kind of time, the holiday time as they call it, is a very risky time. 
it's a time where the environment becomes very, very negative, generally, illa mashallah, mashallah, some homes, some families, some places are still kept in a very, very clean environment, and the effects of this holiday mood are not allowed to come and contaminate the environment of the home, etc. Mashallah, there are those and many of such people, such homes, etc. But generally out there, the environment becomes very negative. And as a result, many people who didn't have any intention of getting caught up in things, they too fall in that. So one thing leads to another, and before a person knows it, they are gone deep into so many issues. So what is very important is, to start off with, the cleanliness of the heart, to clean the heart out, purify the heart. Sincere toba, sincere istighfar, turning to Allah Ta'ala. We should have made several rakats, meaning several sets of two rakats, maybe every day at least two rakats, or at least the first day of madrasa, we should have made about say five, six rakats, eight rakats of salatul toba, salatul haja, but it's not too late. We didn't do it the first day, second day. We can do it today. This is fine. If we have not yet done it, and if we did it also, it's nothing to lose, it's only to gain, that we repeat it. We make two rakats at least with the niyat of Salatul Haja, Salatul Toba and Salatul Haja in the same two rakats, or we can first make two rakats niyat of Salatul Toba, and thereafter two rakats with the niyat of Salatul Haja. Salatul Toba, we beg Allah Ta'ala's forgiveness for all the past. Ya Allah, I am very weak. Ya Allah, I am extremely vulnerable to all the temptations of nafs and shaitan and I fell into so many things but Ya Allah I am sincerely repenting I am begging your forgiveness I deeply regret what I did your ni'mas and bounties I used to break your commands the eyes you gave me and I misused it the hands you blessed me it's your ni'mat if you paralyze my hands, my fingers what am I going to be able to hold I cannot even touch anything. I can't even uh, use those hands for anything. And then where would I have been able to type all those wrong messages and whatever else? So it's your ni'mat the hand. But unfortunately I misused it. I used it to start writing things or typing things which were wrong or to wrong people or to press buttons which could take me to wrong places. Ya Allah, you forgive this terrible sin that I committed. Ya Allah, you grant me the tawfiq of staying away from all this in the future fully. So in that manner, sincerely repenting, begging Allah Ta'ala's forgiveness. And in order to make this toba genuine and sincere, one should, before making the toba, make muraqaba, meditate. Meditate about what? Very briefly and generally, not going into every detail about it, thinking back that this whole few, one month or more, one and a half months of holiday, what, what did I do which was wrong, which was not in keeping with the command of Allah Ta'ala, which would not have earned the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala, rather would have earned His wrath and His displeasure. So think about that. Think about whatever I slipped up in, wherever I fell. So in general, without getting into every detail about it, on a general note, we're creating a kind of list in the mind. One, two, three, ten, fifteen, twenty, Allah forbid, whatever it was. So, in a very general way, 
but what, what did I do? And then, having thought about that, now suddenly switched the mind that it is now suddenly the day of Qiyamat. Immediately switched the mind that it is now suddenly the day of Qiyamat. And now the day of Qiyamat has come and I'm going to have to stand and give an account of all my deeds. And now I got this whole list and I didn't even make Tawbah Allah forbid. How am I going to present this list and all these misdeeds and these wrongs? How am I going to account for it? What answer am I going to give? Allah Ta'ala blessed me with everything. Allah Ta'ala's unlimited bounties and ni'mats, countless. We can never count it. And Allah Ta'ala's countless ni'mats and bounties are used. And then I broke His commands in such a blatant way. Think about it. Sit down and imagine it. And now the day of Qiyamah has come. And I'm going to have to answer for all this. And the day of Qiyamah is such a day where now the sun is just above the heads of the people. According to some riwayat, one mile above. And some, that meal actually means just like a needle above. So even if it's not just one needle above, the extent and the length of one needle above the heads, it's one mile above. So one mile above, currently the sun is thousands, hundreds of thousands of kilometers away. If it is just one kilometer, one mile away, what will be the intensity of the heat? And that is the day of Qiyamah. And according to the sins of a person, the person will be in perspiration. So some will be up to their knees in perspiration. Some up to the waist in perspiration. Like a person now standing in waist deep water. But perspiration. And some up to their necks. And some will be already coming up to their mouths. Now try to visualize the scene. And there will be those who had made toba, those who stayed away from sin, those who led a correct life, they will be enjoying themselves in the shade of the arsh of Allah Ta'ala. Like VIP lounges, which we can't imagine what great VIP status that would be. What are the VIP lounges of dunya? The VIP lounges of dunya compared to what that would be under the shade of the arsh of Allah Ta'ala is like trying to compare maybe uh, one... This is not a comparison, just for our understanding, like one small little shack, you're trying to compare it with the, with the best palace, the very best palace with the best of luxuries and the best of comforts and the best of the amenities and the best of everything in there. That palace now, you're trying to compare one two by two shack, which is now falling apart. Not that there's anything wrong with a person having a shack, if a person, that's what he has, that too is his home, but can you compare the two? You can't compare it. That comparison, which you can't compare, still there can be some comparison, you can put a number to it, 0, 0,0001, whatever. But comparing the VIP lounges of dunya, and comparing it to the VIP lounge of the space under the arsh of Allah Ta'ala, that cannot be compared. There is no comparison. This is not even like a speck of dirt compared to that. To the best place. So now there will be those who, mashallah, are in that shade of the arsh of Allah Ta'ala and enjoying that ni'mat and bounty of Allah Ta'ala and that special grace of Allah Ta'ala. And while there are others, Allah forbid, who are almost drowning in their own perspiration. Can we imagine perspiration? A person just feels very hot someday and now he's perspiring and you feel uncomfortable, very, very uncomfortable. 
One is the person uncomfortable, but you see somebody else dripping with perspiration, you feel even more. Sometimes some people have a very sensitive nature, and they see somebody now dripping with perspiration, they start feeling like almost nauseous. Can we imagine the day of Qiyamah? Like a sea of perspiration people will be in. And somebody is up to their neck in perspiration, somebody up to their mouth almost in perspiration. They're just trying to keep head above water, so to say. Now that is the kind of situation. And then, so now to imagine this, on the one hand I got all these sins in my record, and now Allah forbid what's going to be the outcome of that in terms of how much perspiration I'll be in. And then when giving an account of the deeds, it's going to be in the presence of the entire makhluk. One's parents will be there, one's ustads, muallimas, one's friends, family, neighbors, and people who were thinking so great of one, Mashallah, such a good girl, and this and that. They're all there, they're all watching, they're all hearing. And now in the presence of all these people, the questions are going to be presented, and now I'm going to have to give an account. Can we imagine what a situation? Allah Ta'ala save us from the disgrace of dunya, save us from the disgrace of akhirat. The disgrace of dunya, we all understand what a painful thing this is, what a difficult thing this is, what a thing, what it just turns a person's whole life upside down. Nobody wants to risk the disgrace of dunya. But the disgrace of dunya is a minute fraction of the disgrace of akhirat. Allah Ta'ala protect us from the disgrace of dunya and akhirat. So, thinking about this, that now I'm going to have to present my deeds in front of all these people listening and knowing what went on. And then in this kind of condition, the scene of the day of Qiyamah, how am I going to present all this? So now you're sitting and thinking about this for 2-3 minutes and then come back to, so to say, back to dunya, back to the world, back to life. And say, Alhamdulillah, Allah Ta'ala has blessed me with life still. I'm still alive and I still have this chance. I still have this opportunity. I don't know how much, how long. But now I'm going to make toba immediately. And then make deep-hearted toba. So maybe first the two rakats nafil of Salatul toba and then this muraqaba and then turning to Allah Ta'ala in sincere dua, and presenting one's toba with great regret, and remorse over whatever was done, and with a firm commitment to now, move positively ahead, not to get caught up in those issues again. So, that will be the cleansing, and the purifying of the heart, of whatever negative effects came upon it, whatever dirt and filth came upon the heart. So, by making this two rakats of nafil and begging Allah Ta'ala's forgiveness, making that sincere tawbah, inshallah will then make this vessel capable of now taking in that ilm. Because that ilm is only going to be poured somewhere which is clean. And it's not going to be poured elsewhere. So we need to now cleanse that heart. So this will be the first step. Then together with that, that istighfar, very deeply, Toba istighfar goes hand in hand, begging Allah Ta'ala's forgiveness repeatedly, with a lot of remorse, a lot of regret, like a person now is in deep trouble. A person has done something now, and the police are going to come and catch one, or somebody is about to report you to the police, and it's going to become a very big case, it's going to become a very serious matter, and now you're really begging, please leave it, let it be, don't report this further. That person doesn't talk in a very casual manner. You know what, okay, please just leave it and uh, if you don't want to do it, don't do it. 
No, there's a very great desperation. Person with utmost desperation is now going to talk to them and please don't do this and don't don't put me in trouble. Now with that kind of remorse and regret to now beg Allah Ta'ala's forgiveness. Allah Ta'ala is most merciful. But at the same time we have to bear in mind that there is a system Allah Ta'ala has created. Person who does those amal that bring down Allah Ta'ala's rahmat that Allah Ta'ala is pleased with that person gets the barakat, the blessings. And the person who does what is already the kind of things that draw down azab. A person does something which is fire, then fire burns. So sinful things are fire. So Allah forbid that this starts burning our deen, burning our dunya. So we need to make this concerted effort to get past all these situations. So therefore the first thing is a sincere tawbah, then the two rakats nafil salatul haja and the sincere tawbah and istighfar and then two rakats nafil again with the niyat of salatul haja the salah of need and then beg Allah Ta'ala's help Ya Allah you grant me istiqamat you grant me the tawfiq of doing what is pleasing to you of acquiring the ilm of deen in the correct manner so those kind of du'as for yourself for others for your classmates Obviously, du'as for your teachers, for your parents, that is right at the top of the list. So, make a lot of du'a for everybody, for the whole ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa and then committing oneself to now move forward in the line of ilm. So, ilm is a very, very great thing. Ilm is an extremely great bounty of Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala. The virtues of ilm are beyond our imagination. What Allah Ta'ala blesses for every uh, aspect of deen that a person learns. There's so much of reward for it. So many, more than a thousand rakats of nafil. Such great rewards for every chapter of deen that a person learns. So we should bear this in mind. Read about the virtues of ilm in the fawail amal. And acquaint ourselves with it. Regularly refresh those lessons. And from time to time discuss it even with our classmates. Remind one another. In this way we will be helping ourselves also and helping others as well. So this is the first aspect that we need to know. We again back on this journey of acquiring ilm. Allah Ta'ala's fazal, Allah Ta'ala's grace and mercy, Allah has brought us back. We should make a lot of shukr for that. That sometimes it happens that a person is in a madrasa environment but then slips up somewhere else and goes away back to a secular environment and so on. And Allah forbid what's the outcome of all that. Here we have been blessed, so therefore we need to now get back to the track, and the first step of that is this toba, and this begging Allah Ta'ala's help through the Salatul Haja. Thereafter, the very important aspect is also to refresh the lessons about what are the etiquettes of acquiring ilm, because it is with these etiquettes that ilm is acquired. And if a person is sincere and wanting to truly acquire ilm, but the person compromises these etiquettes, then despite the good intention, but if a person is not going to follow the correct procedure and process, then the end result is not going to be achieved. The person is sincerely wishing to bake something, bake one cake or some biscuit or whatever the case is, so the intention is very sincere. And the intention is that I want to bake this and feed somebody, give them something to eat. So some visitors are going to be coming, I want to take it for 
some family person, that old aunt or somebody, I want to go and present it to her. Mashallah, very good, very noble intention, very sincere intention, want to break something to present it as a hadiah to someone, some aunt, some grandmother, somebody obviously within the limits of shariat. So the intention is very sincere. But how does this person decide to go about doing this? So now, the ingredients are all just thrown into something without the proper sequence and without the correct preparation and then without, for example, that oven being heated properly that is just pushed into that oven and then it requires to be in the oven for uh, one hour, for example, and after 10 minutes the person wants to bring it out. So is that going to be edible? Is that going to be presentable? It's not going to be presentable, it's not going to be edible also. And if that is presented to somebody, they're going to feel very insulted. Because it's not presentable, it's not edible. So what was the problem? Such a sincere intention, such a noble intention, I want to now feed others. But I didn't follow the procedure. You have to go about it in the correct sequence, put the ingredients in the correct sequence, follow the method correctly, and fulfill all the requirements and inshallah then you'll have something presentable, something very, not just edible, but something very delicious, which you will enjoy, others will enjoy. So now in terms of that baking, in terms of that cooking, in terms of that sewing, in terms of all the other things of dunya, we understand this principle very well. That to the extent that the procedure, the correct procedure will be followed, to that extent the end result will be achieved. And if the correct procedure is not followed, there will be a disaster then it won't be some food that the person has cooked. They'll be cooking up a storm. They'll be cooking up a disaster. Because people are going, if anybody tries to consume that, they're going to get sick. And they're going to probably risk their life because it might be so dangerous to cook it, uh, to eat that. Because of how it was cooked and what went wrong with it and what, what was added in what quantities. And that person might end up with such a stomach problem that their life must, might get affected. So, what was the problem? The problem was, despite the very sincere intention, but the process and the procedure was not followed. So, likewise, ilm, mashallah, the intention is very noble. I want to acquire ilm. I want to become a good person. I want to practice my deen correctly. Excellent, mashallah. All the intentions are beautiful. And these are the intentions we need to have, that we want to learn deen in order to practice deen. And together with practicing deen, we'll pass it on to others also. That is the intention. To learn so that we can get closer to Allah Ta'ala, become His true and loyal servants, and we will help others as well, help ourselves and help others also. So the intention, mashallah, is very noble, but in the process, it requires fulfilling the etiquettes. Now, among the adab, among the etiquettes, one extremely important etiquette is acquiring ilm with taqwa. In the Quran Sharif, Allah Ta'ala says, Allah. So when I was cleaning that vessel, so we, alhamdulillah, with Tawbah, that utensil was cleaned. But to keep it clean, that's the etiquette now. One is it got washed now, but they didn't stay clean. So in order to stay clean, it's taqwa. And taqwa means staying away from whatever Allah Ta'ala has forbidden. And Allah forbid, Allah forbid, that there's a slip up again, immediately clean the vessel. Immediately clean it. A person who then immediately turns back to Tawbah and immediately sincerely repents, shed 
tears of remorse and regret, begs Allah Ta'ala's forgiveness, then inshallah that vessel will get cleaned up again. So this is the most essential etiquette for ilm, the etiquette of taqwa, acquiring ilm with the consciousness of Allah Ta'ala, not just being haphazard and couldn't care less kind of situation, do anything and everything, and say, no, well, I'm studying deen, I am uh, acquiring ilm. Ilm is not acquired in that way. Ilm is acquired by applying oneself firstly in the aspect of taqwa. So now taqwa is a very comprehensive uh, aspect. Taqwa includes obviously fulfilling all the faraiz, our salah, you know, all the other faraiz of deen, the wajibat, the sunnat muakkada This is the bare minimum. And together with that, we want to try and improve this and enhance this. Then there will be the sunnat ghair muakkada obviously, as much as possible. And the nawafil and mustahabbat as well. So all these things. And then the very, very crucial part of this taqwa, on the one side is all these things to be done. And on the other side is to refrain from sin. To refrain from sin. This is the bottom line of taqwa. To the extent that the person has made the effort to stay away from sin, to that extent one will become muttaqi. One will become Allah conscious. And those who are Allah conscious, Allah Ta'ala then blesses them with ilm. And that ilm lights up their life. It lights up their heart. It lights up their light. They become good for themselves. They become good for others also. So this taqwa is what we have to acquire what we have to enhance, what we have to keep making an effort for, what we have to keep making dua for, and to the extent we will keep making this effort, there is a mujahada, there is a struggle against the nafs, by suppressing those haram desires, but that is what then enhances this taqwa. To the extent that we keep making that effort, we keep suppressing the haram desires, we keep suppressing the evil temptations, we will find that inshallah this will speed us forward the line of taqwa. So this was the very important thing that we started off on and what we have to keep thinking about. So one of the things to do today and even if we did it before to do it again, inshallah we'll have at least a few minutes now to briefly make two rakats, nafil, salatul tawbah and salatul haja if we can make, if you want to make both niyats in the same two rakats too, it's fine. And then make sincere dua, big Allah's help. And inshallah, we'll see the very great benefit of this. May Allah tabarak wa ta'ala accept one and all. Allah ta'ala bless each one with ilm and nafi'ah, amal salih. And Allah ta'ala make us all among his chosen servants. Wa akhiru da'wana anil hamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Allahumma laka alhamdu kulluhu wa laka al-shukru kulluhu. Allahumma la nuhsi thana'an alayk anta kama athnayta ala nafsik. Jazallahu anna nabiyyana muhammadan sallallahu alayhi wa sallama bima huwa ahlu. اللهم افتح لنا بالخير واختم لنا بالخير واجعل عواقب أمورنا بالخير بيدك الخير إنك على كل شيء قدير ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين واجعلنا للمتقين إماما ربنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفر عنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع الأبرار ربنا وآتنا ما وعدتنا على رسلك ولا تخزنا يوم القيامة إنك لا تخلف الميعاد اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ 
ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتب علينا يا مولانا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وأصحاب الجمعين سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين